ready to start this prayer off. Then we're going to start off our YouTube, and then we're going to start our show, The Wisdom of the Lord's Prayer. You can begin to share these, this video live feed now. Our Father, our Father, which art in heaven, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Thy will be done. In earth. In earth. As it is in heaven. As it is in heaven. Give us this day. Give us this day. Our daily bread. Our daily bread. And forgive us our debts. And forgive us our debts. As we forgive our debtors. We forgive our debtors. And lead us not. Lead us not. Into temptation. Into temptation. But deliver us. But deliver us. From evil. From evil. For thine is the kingdom. For thine is the kingdom. And the power. And the power. And the glory and the glory forever forever in jesus name we pray in jesus name we pray amen amen we thank you for that brother dre brothers and sisters it's about to get live up in here today on the bible show truth hour it's about to get live today here on the bible show truth hour let's go ahead and start our youtube connection and we'll start and get right into our show brothers and sisters Right. Video. Peace and blessings, everybody out there. YouTube, you're on with another edition of the Bible Show Truth hey, Hour here on POET Radio. I'm your host, Black Ice. And I'm Brother Andre. Brother Andre is in the building filling in for our brother, the messenger, uh, our special guest, Rita. And he's a uh, minister and teacher in his own right, brothers and sisters, on the Bomb of Gilead show and with the, the Israel bomb. of God. The Bomb. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about it, um, brother, uh, brother Dre. Tune in to the Bomb on Thursdays yes. at 7.30 to 8.30. On Thursdays, 7.30 to 8.30. Tune in. Check us out. And you know what? Don't meet me there. Beat me there, brothers Absolutely. and sisters. So yeah. let's go ahead and get into this lesson, brothers and sisters. Again, um, the Lord's Prayer, the wisdom of the Lord's Prayer. Just scoot over just slightly okay. towards me. All right. All right, brothers and sisters, the wisdom of the Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer is one of the most recognizable verses in the Bible and scriptures in the Bible. Little did we know, or most of us know, that there are keys in it that unlocked prophecy and salvation. What was it that Jesus was trying to tell us in the Lord's Prayer? In this lesson, we will go over the Lord's Prayer with a fine-tooth comb. Every line in it has meaning, and to learn it is to learn the truth that will set you free, brothers and sisters. Let's start this thing off with Matthew the sixth chapter, verse nine. Let's go right to the prayer and start this lesson at the beginning. Matthew six, verse nine. Go ahead, brother Dre. After this manner, therefore, pray ye. Uh huh. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. So, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Jesus was trying to make sure that you could not make a mistake between the Father. And anybody else, brothers and sisters, why is it so important to include in your prayer that the God that you are praying to is the one that is in heaven? Others will always be listening and watching when you pray, brothers and sisters. This is for their edification and for the Father's glorification. So let's go over here to the book of Jeremiah, the 10th chapter, Brother Dre. 
the book of Jeremiah, the 10th chapter. We're going to read verses 10 through 14. We're going to show you why it is so important, brothers and sisters, to include that first line in the prayer, Our Father, which art in heaven. Go ahead, my brother. But the Lord is the true God. He is the living God, Mm -hmm. an everlasting king. At his wrath, the earth shall tremble, and the nations shall not be able to abide his indignation. Wow. Thus shall ye say unto him, unto them, the gods that have not made the heavens. Wait a minute, the gods that who? Have not made the heavens. So there was only one God that made the heavens, brothers and sisters, not all these other gods. Continue. And the earth, even they shall perish from the earth and from under these heavens. He has made the earth by his power. He has established the world by his wisdom and has stretched out the heavens by his discretion. Mm-hmm. When he utters his voice, there's a multitude of waters in the heaven, and he causes the vapors to ascend from the ends of the earth. He maketh lightnings with rain and bringeth forth the wind out of his treasure. So, brothers and sisters, again, this is a differentiation between the Father that Jesus talked about, who's in heaven, whose name is worthy to be hallowed, brothers and sisters, versus all of these other gods. Mm. Now, we learned about the gods of Egypt, we learned about Ra, we learned about Osiris, we learned about Isis, we learned about um, Horus, brothers and sisters, we learned about Set, we learned about all those gods. And even the Greeks and the Romans had their gods. They had Zeus, they had Neptune, they had all these other gods, brothers and sisters, but there was only one that did the creation. There was only one that created the heaven and the earth. But, Brother Dre, what I want you to do right now is all of these other gods that men have talked about and created, because this is the same chapter that we use to show you that the Christmas tree, what it's called today, Mm. is actually an idol, brothers and sisters. And if you go back on your own time and read Jeremiah 1 through 5, Um, The 10th chapter, the same chapter that we're in, 1 through 5, you'll read that. But let's summarize this all up together. All the other gods, including the Christmas tree, Brother Dre. Read verse 8 for the people. Um, Jeremiah 10 and 8. But they are altogether brutish and foolish. The stock is a doctrine of vanity. Brothers and sisters, they are all brutish and foolish. So we want you to take that into consideration when you say that you love Jesus mm. and that you know Jesus and he is your Lord and Savior. Think about that the next time before we put up the Christmas tree. Because in that same chapter, it says, do not take a tree and put it in your home and decorate it with silver and with gold. What to this day we put lights on them. But read that on your own time, the full chapter of Jeremiah, the 10th chapter. But Why is it that Jesus wants us to focus on the God that's in heaven? We're going to turn our Bible to the book of Exodus, the 32nd chapter. Man has always created idols out of wood and stone. This is why Jesus was very careful to mention that the true God and Father who is in heaven, anything or anyone under heaven is not a God, brothers and sisters, that would be worthy of being prayed to and being paid homage to. Let's find out what the brother did 
when the children of Israel was released out of the bondage of Egypt, <laughs> Moses' right hand man. Right after they came. Right after they came out, brother. The Lord parted the sea. Mm. Let them walk through dry shore. That's right. And look at what happened as soon as Moses went up in the mouth to get the Ten Commandments. Sent all them plagues on the Egyptians. They saw what the God of Israel did. And they still did what we're about to read. Exodus 32, 1 through 5, my brother. And when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down out of the mount, the people gathered themselves together unto Aaron and said unto him, Up, make us gods, which shall go before us. For, for as for this Moses, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we what not what is become of him. So they didn't know whether Moses had died. All they know is, that man was gone. He wasn't in their presence. Now they could do their own thing. Verse 2, brother, Exodus 32 and 2. And Aaron said unto them, Break off the golden earrings which are in the ears of your wives, of your sons, and of your daughters, and bring them unto me. So, brother, uh, Dre, mm-hmm. where did he get the gold from? Man, they got it from the ears they of the people. They got it from the ears of the people. But listen to what this gold is about to become. How can you go from something that was in your ear to something that you're going to worship, brothers and sisters? Verse 3, Brother Dre. And all the people break off the golden earrings which were in their ears and brought them onto Aaron, and he received them at their hand mm. and fashioned it with a graven tool after he had made a molten calf. And they said, these be thy gods, O Israel, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. Now, what do you think the Lord thought mm. about these people who he had just released from 400 years of bondage? Over 400 years of bondage in Egypt. He took them out of that condition. He released them. He killed the Egyptians right in front of their faces, brothers and sisters. Then they got the nerves to say that, the gold from their ear, which they gave to Aaron, who built a golden calf. And he said, these be the gods that brought us out of Egypt? Wow. But you know the hypocritical thing about it all, Brother Dre? And we do it today. Yes, we sir. take a pagan holiday like Christmas and a pagan holiday like Easter that was founded in the worship of another god, and then we put Jesus' name on top of it. Ice, the scripture says that we have done worse than our forefathers. Mm. So all the things that, that it says throughout the scriptures, when it get to us, mm. it says we have done worse than our forefathers. Think over that, brothers and sisters. And we are. Today, we're getting progressively worse. Man, because it, it, it's, it's getting close to that time. And these are just the beginnings of sorrow, brothers and sisters. Let's find out if... Aaron and the children of Israel did yesterday what we do today. Take mm-hmm. pagans and put God's name on top of it. Verse four, um, verse 5, my brother. And when Aaron saw it, he built an altar before it. And Aaron made proclamation and said, Tomorrow is a feast to the Lord. So which Lord was he talking about when he said tomorrow is a feast to the Lord, brothers and sisters? He wasn't talking about the golden calf. He was talking about... The Lord that brought them up out of the land of Egypt, brothers and sisters. So here it is. They built an additional God, but they ain't going to try to give it tribute 
to the one God that brought them up out of the land of Egypt. You can't mix it, brothers and sisters. No, sir. You can't mix devil with the God, brothers and sisters. It don't match. And as our brother, um, the great attorney said, if it does not fit, you must acquit, brothers and sisters. Let's go ahead and continue in the book of Amos. The book of Amos, the third chapter. Turn your Bibles to the book of Amos, the third chapter. We have always messed up, Brother Dre. But this is why Jesus came to guide us back to the Father and to turn our hearts back to the Father. The Lord's Prayer, I love it. Man is always given the credit that he should give to God to an image he has created of himself. Yes, sir. This is why the nations have fallen, brothers and sisters, and this is why we, Israel, fail. Out of all the nations of the earth, we are the only one that God developed a personal relationship with. Now, I know some of you all out there are going to say, well, black eyes, wouldn't that make God um, um, a, a segregationist or, or wouldn't it make him racist or, or a nationalist? How are you going to say that Israel is the only nation that God had a personal relationship with? Well, brothers and sisters, we don't read nothing unless it comes out of this book called the Bible. So let us go ahead and read it to you. Amos, the third chapter, verses 1 and 2. Hear this word that the Lord has spoken against you, O children of Israel, against the whole family which I brought up from the land of Egypt, mm -hmm. saying, You only have I known of all the families of the earth. Therefore, I will punish you for all your iniquities. So, brothers and sisters, you wonder why we are going through so much hell on this earth? You wonder why we went through uh, a, a sojourn of slavery, over 400 years of slavery? We got kicked out of our land. We blame the European. We blame the Gentile. But, brothers and sisters, we have no one to blame but ourselves. Mm. As Brother Azza put it, I am Israel. I blame me, yes, brothers sir. and sisters. That's our right, forefathers had the ball, and they dropped the ball. And this is why our communities today are in the position that they're in, and this is why our people are in the position that we are in, because God said, I built the relationship with you, and you dropped the ball. So I'm going to punish you. He gave us the laws, yes. the statutes and the commandments. That's right. And we turned around and we broke them. Let's go to the book of Ephesians, brothers and sisters. The book of Ephesians, there's some good news out of all this, though, brothers and sisters. Jesus came back to restore us to the Father. He is the connection between us and the Father. This is why the Lord's Prayer is so important, because in the prayer is the connection or the glue to connect us back to the Father. Ephesians 2, 13 through 18. Go ahead and read, my brother. But now, in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace, who hath made both one, and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances, but to make in himself of twain one new man, make, so making peace. Now, Brother Dre, I want you to read that over. And, brothers and sisters, if I misspoke, I wanted to say we are in the book of Ephesians, the second chapter, verses 13 through 18. 
Ephesians, the second chapter, um, 13 through 18. But I want to read verse 15 over again because I want to break down the scripture real quick for them. And, and for those who don't understand it, I want them to understand which commandments that was written of right here. Having abolished in his flesh the eminency, even the law of commandments, Contain an ordinance. So, brothers and sisters, what he's saying is having abolished in his flesh the enmity because the flesh is enmity with God. Mm-hmm. The spirit is always warring with the flesh, but it says even the law of commandments contain an ordinances. This is talking about the law of animal sacrifice, brothers and sisters. Continue, Brother Dre. For to make in himself of twain one new man. So making peace. So Jesus came, he replaced the law of animal sacrifice with his own body and his own sacrifice, brothers and sisters. His flesh became the, the veil. So when he died, it says that the veil was ripped in twain. The veil was what they used to use to dip their finger in the blood and sprinkle it on the veil, brothers and sisters. And this was symbolizing of animal sacrifice to cover your sins. But now you don't have to worry about your sins being covered. Jesus came so that our sins could be forgiven. Brother Dre, let's continue at verse 16. And that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby, and came and preached peace to you which were afar off, and to them that were not. So who are the ones that are afar off, brothers and sisters? These are the other nations of the world which Jesus is going to bring back into the fold who are non-Israelites and who are the ones that are really nigh, brothers and sisters. We've been knowing this word all of our lives because as Israelites it was given to us. But he said, and came and preached peace to you which are afar off and to them that were nigh. Last verse, verse 18. For through him. We both have access by one spirit unto the Father. So, brothers and sisters, why our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, brothers and sisters, because Jesus has to first establish to you who the God of Abraham Isaac is and where he is, brothers and sisters, and how he is the glue that connects us to him. But let's talk about the kingdom, Brother Dre. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the kingdom. Let's yes, read the next line in the Lord's Prayer, Matthew 6 and 10, we have adopted a new theology, another gospel, another spirit that is not the spirit or gospel of the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Jesus is telling us through prayer that God's will will be done here on earth while we have allowed false doctrine to teach us that our final destination is heaven. Mm. We go to a lot of funerals, and they say, my loved one is up in heaven looking down on me smiling. But this is not written anywhere in this book called the Bible, but what we do want to show you, brothers and sisters, before y'all jump off, before y'all leave, we want to show you the true process of those who are in our lives that have died. Don't you think that I would want to believe that my 15-year-old son who died from cancer is in heaven? If I didn't know any better, I would want to believe that, brothers and sisters. You want to believe the truth. But I want to believe what's written in this book called the Bible because the Lord says this is what's going to comfort us, brothers and sisters. Yes, sir. See, those things only cover you 
for a moment. Mm. But we want to know what's going to give us everlasting comfort until our change comes, brothers and sisters. So allow us to teach you what the Bible actually says, brothers and sisters, about those of our loved ones who have gone on and passed away, where they are Mm. and how they can access this kingdom, brothers and sisters, when it comes, as the Lord Prayer says. Let's read it, Brother Dre. Uh, Matthew 6 and 10. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day. We're going to stop right there. So, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven, brothers and sisters. Let's look at that. We've got to analyze that, brothers and sisters, because, again, if all of our loved ones were going up there, and we also was going up there too, then what would be the purpose or the reason for the kingdom to be coming down here? They didn't dupe people, man. They got songs <laughs> about it, talking about I'm going up a yonder. To be with my Lord. But we're going to show you that you ain't got to go nowhere because the <laughs> Lord is coming right down here to you, brothers and sisters. Now, all the prophets knew and taught the same thing that Jesus taught. If the Father's kingdom was coming here, then why would we need to go up there? That's right. Somewhere along the way, someone came up with the doctrine that when we die, we go to heaven. You better watch these pastors who teach outside of the word of God, brothers and sisters. Let's put Jesus on the witness stand and ask him, Jesus, where is Abraham? Where is Isaac? Where is Jacob? Where is Moses? Where is David? All the prophets and the servants of God written in the Old Testament, where are they, brothers and sisters? Surely, if heaven was the reward, surely they would be there, Brother Dre. So the question is, Jesus, are all of these great patriarchs in heaven? Let's read what Jesus says, Brother brother Dre, John 3. Verses 12 through 5. John 3, verses 12 through 5. Verses 12, started 12. Yep. John 3. John 3, 12 through 15. I'm sorry. Okay. If I told you earthly things, mm-hmm. and ye believe not, how shall you believe if I tell you of heavenly things? And no man has ascended to up to heaven. But he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. So Jesus just told us. Remember, Abraham was way before Jesus came in the flesh. Moses was way before Jesus came in the flesh. David was way before Jesus came in the flesh. You don't think that if our reward was heaven, that they would have been there by the time that Jesus got on the scene? But he comes back and tells us, that no man has ascended unto heaven? No man. No man, brothers and sisters. That includes the first man, Adam, even up to the point where he said what he said. Except mm-hmm. he that came down from heaven. And who would that be, Brother Jay? Jesus. That would be Jesus, brothers and sisters. Yes. So the only one that came down from heaven is the only way one that went back up to heaven. But again, there's hope. 
because we want to be we want to show you brothers and sisters where our loved ones are and where they go and what the promise God gave to them was brothers and sisters and what their reward is but we still on the um, t- uh, on the Lord's prayer thy kingdom come that will be done on earth as it is in heaven let's go to uh, let's stay in John mm-hmm. The, the third chapter. We're going to stay in the book of John, the third chapter. Let's look at it even deeper as to why Jesus was having this conversation in the first place, brothers and sisters. Who was he talking to and why? Who was speaking? He was speaking, brothers and sisters, to one of the elders of Israel, one of the masters who had knowledge but lacked wisdom and understanding. It is the same today in some of these churches and Bible classes, brothers and sisters. We have those who have titles like elder, prophet, apostle, doctor, who have some Bible knowledge, brothers and sisters, but lack understanding of the words written in the book. Let's go back up to the top and read down John, the third chapter, verses 1 through 10. Let's analyze this thing a little bit, Brother Dre. Okay. John 3, verse 1. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, Mm -hmm. a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, and no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Mm -hmm. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So this tells us, brothers and sisters, that those who say, I'm born again, Hmm. you should be able to see the kingdom of God if you are born again, brothers and sisters. We want to be careful of the catchphrases that we pick up on or use because of our parents used them and our grandparents used them, we have to be careful not to repeat the same things that they repeated because it may be in error. Now, I know that you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and you changed your life, and you changed your ways. Well, this is what the Bible calls that. The Bible calls that being transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's book. That's book, brothers and sisters. But it doesn't say that that means that you are born again because the requirement for being born again, according to Jesus and what he said here, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So if you're born again, please point out to me where the kingdom of God is because you should be able to see it, brothers and sisters. Let's continue at verse 4 and find out what Nicodemus' reply was. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? So here it is. He's a master, brothers and sisters. He's an elder. Mm. He's a pastor. He's a minister. He's a bishop. And he don't understand what Jesus is trying to tell him. Because what Jesus was telling him was spiritual. Yes, sir. And he was still looking at it from a carnal perspective, brothers and sisters. Mm. Well, let's find out what Jesus answered when he asked him that question, and we got even more evidence towards our second line in the Lord's Prayer. 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Let's read verse 5, my brother. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water, except he is baptized, and of spirit, he has to be died and resurrected, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So, brothers and sisters, when the kingdom of God comes, in order for you to enter into it, you have to be resurrected from that state of death, brothers and sisters, and some will be instantly changed because the Bible does give point for that, but it also says in the book that flesh and blood cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Yes, sir. So, brothers and sisters, those who have died, they're still in the grave awaiting, brothers and sisters, that great coming of Christ. And when the kingdom comes down here, brothers and sisters, in order for us to access it, we have to be changed from our flesh and blood bodies into spiritual bodies. Because as Jesus just pointed out, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Drake, this is what I want to do, my brother. Let's go ahead and read down a little bit further because now it's about to get interesting. Yes, sir. Now Jesus is about to get a little bit deeper and explain to him, since he didn't understand it that way, he's about to go a little bit deeper in his explanation. Continue at verse 6. That which is born of flesh is flesh. Now that's through Adam. And that which is born of spirit is spirit. He's talking about the resurrection. Marvel not that I say unto thee, ye must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. So, brothers and sisters, wish, once you are a spirit being, brothers and sisters, you would just be able to appear. Just like the wind, you can't see it, but you know that it's there. You hear it. It's the same way we become when we become spiritual beings, brothers and sisters. Those who are in the flesh won't be able to see those who are in the spirit. And that's just those who come up in the first resurrection. And I know it's getting even deeper. What do you mean, Black Ice, the first resurrection? We're going to talk about that a little bit, too. But we just want you to understand where Jesus is going. You've got to be reborn in the form of a resurrection, brothers and sisters. Once you are resurrected from the dead and become a spiritual being, then and only then, brothers and sisters, are you able to access the kingdom of God once it comes. Let's find out what Nicodemus said, brother Andre. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can this, these things be? Jesus answered and said unto him, Are thou a master of Israel? Are, are, are you an elder? A bishop? Are you a deacon? A pastor? Are, are you an apostle? Jesus said, Aren't you a master of Israel? Man. Man. <laughs> and what, Brother Dre? Art thou a master of Israel and knowest not these things? How could you sit up in front of the people every Sunday and preach the word of God and not know these things, brothers and sisters? This is what Jesus is saying. 
We give the people the false belief that when they die, they're going to go to heaven, and the Bible does not give account for that. The Bible does give account for us being able to go to the kingdom of God, but Jesus told you where the kingdom was going to be. Yes, sir. Thy kingdom come. Yes. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. That's right. We ain't got to go nowhere, brothers and sisters. The kingdom is coming down here to us, Brother Dre. Facts. Let's go to the book of Revelation. Now, brothers and sisters, and I want to make sure I don't skip nothing. Uh, yep, let's go to the book of Revelations, the 21st chapter. Now, there were some things that I spoke to you about just a few moments ago. I spoke to you about a first resurrection when Jesus comes back. Well, brothers and sisters, Jesus told us that the kingdom was coming. But I want to take things a step further. I want to ask the question, if Jesus will already be here when the kingdom comes, and if the Father will be sending his kingdom down here to the earth, then where would the Father be coming? If the kingdom would be here, the question is, will the Father be coming here too? Let's go to the book of Revelations, the 21st chapter. The book of Revelations, the 21st chapter. Let's talk about this kingdom that Jesus spoke about in the Lord's Prayer that would be coming. Revelations 21, verses 2 and 3. I love these scriptures right here, brothers and sisters. Go ahead, Brother Dre. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. So this is the same kingdom that Jesus spoke about in the Lord's Prayer when he said, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. This is what he was talking about right here. I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. But, Dre, we still haven't answered the question. The question is, if God's kingdom is coming down here, then where will God be? Let's go ahead and read verse 3. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. So now the house is here on earth where men are because we don't never read in the Bible where men are in heaven. So it got to be talking about here on earth, the tabernacle of God is with men. And he, talking about God, will dwell with them. So wait a minute. I thought that we were going to dwell with God. Read that again, Brother Dre. And he will dwell with them. God is coming down here to live with us. Brothers and sisters, we're reading it right out of your book, Revelations, the 21st chapter, verses 2 and 3. We're on in the middle of verse 3. Let's go ahead and finish that. And they what? And they shall be his people. Talking about us. And God himself shall be with them and be their God. God is coming here, brothers and sisters. He's bringing his kingdom here, brothers and sisters. There's no reason why we have to go up there when God is coming down here, brothers and sisters. Mm. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. What was Jesus trying to tell us with the Lord's Prayer? Now, there is, there is someone that wants to go to heaven. There is. <laughs> and when you want to when, find out who that is, read Isaiah 14. Find out who that is. Start at verse 12. Read that on your own. Isaiah 14, starting at verse 12. So all of the people that got this 
heavenly hope. They gonna go to heaven. JW's got a heavenly hope. Let's read it, Brother Dre. Let's oh, go to well, Isaiah, the 14th let's, chapter. Let's there is one individual in the Bible. Yes, sir. Who had knowledge that wanted to go to heaven, brothers and sisters. Maybe it was because that was where he came from. Isaiah, the 14th chapter. Go ahead, my brother. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, oh. son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High, yet thou shalt be brought down to hell, to the sides of the pit. So, brothers and sisters, it was Satan who desired, and I'm talking about those who have knowledge, because, see, for those of you who don't have knowledge, you may desire to go to heaven, too. Mm. Because you may think that that's what the Word says, but we're showing you what it actually says so that you will know the truth. And see, it is that truth that will set your mind free, brothers and sisters. Yeah, it says, if ye continue in my Word, mm -hmm. then ye will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. So Satan desired to go up there. Yes. That's where he came from, brothers and sisters, but we came from the earth. So yes. the Lord is saying that you ain't got to go nowhere. I tell you what, I love you so much that I'm going to send my kingdom down to you, and after I send my kingdom down to you, I'm going to come down myself and be your God. That's right. We just read that. Revelation 21. We just read that. Two and three. He said, I will be with them. Mm. That's beautiful. Bro. How many of you all heard that, brothers and sisters? That is beautiful. And, again, we are patient with our brothers and our sisters because we understand that many of you all have not been taught that. Yeah. And so we are patient with you, and we give you time to get this thing back because, see, if God gave me all the knowledge that he wanted me to have at one time, my head would explode. So he has to give us things a little bit at a time. Maybe you heard that from somewhere before, but we just confirmed it. Absolutely. Or maybe we plant the seed today, and maybe someone else is going to come after us and confirm what we just read to you. That's right. And this is why we give you scriptural support and ask you to write this down so that when you start having these biblical conversations, it just won't be about what you think. And what you feel, oh, I just feel God is trying to say this. Mm. Or I just think, no, read it to I'm him, brothers and sisters. Said. Read I'm it to him. my bishop said. That's right. Read it to him, brothers <laughs> and sisters. Read that. Let's go ahead to the next verse yes. in the Lord's Prayer. Give us this day our daily bread. Yes, sir. What was Jesus trying to tell us mm. in the Lord's Prayer? Give us this day our daily bread. Now, Jesus has multiple titles. In one place, he is called the Word. Yes. In another place, he is called the Rock. In one place, he calls himself the Comforter. I'm going to go so that I can send you another Comforter. In another place, brothers and sisters, he calls himself the Bread of Life. So what does he mean by give us this day our daily bread, Brother Dre. Let's go to John, the sixth chapter. John, the sixth chapter, 
verses 32 through 43. John, the 6th chapter, verses 32 through 43. He said, I'm going to send you the comforter, mm -hmm. even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not. That's right. Neither knoweth him, but you will know him, for he will be with you and shall be in you. That is his engrafted word. That's right. That he said he would send by revelation one and one. It says the father gave it to the son. That's one. The son gave it to the, I mean, the, the son gave it to the angel. That's right. That's three. So you have the father, one, the son, two, and the angel, the third. And he sit and signified The it. three that bear record in heaven. That's right. Is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's right. And that con came in the form of the angel. That's right. Yes. That's right. Okay, brother. Let's go. Oh, I'm feeling this, Brother Dre. Come on. John, the sixth chapter, verses 32 through 43. What bread was he talking about? Give us this day our daily bread. Yes. John, the sixth chapter, verses 32 through 43. Go ahead, my brother. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven, for the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. So the bread of God is he, brothers and sisters, he. Yes. The personal pronoun is, he, yes. give us this day our daily bread. For the bread of God is he which comes down from heaven and gives life unto the world. There's only one person that I know that came down from heaven, Dre, yes. and gave life unto the world. That's right. And that would be Jesus, brothers and sisters. That's right. Let's continue reading at verse 34. Then said they unto him, Lord, evermore give us this bread. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. Mm. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. But I said unto you that ye also have seen me and believe not. And this is what we're telling you on this show. There will be some people watching this show that won't believe what we are reading. Mm -hmm. Not what we are saying, but what we are reading to you, brothers and sisters. Yes, sir. Now, I understand that there are those that may be of different faiths. Yes. We are dealing with Christians. We are dealing with those that say they love Christ, Jesus, and that they know Jesus, brothers and sisters, and they believe in this book. This is a Bible-based ministry. Family, the word Christian mm. means a follower of Christ. That's right. If Jesus kept the Sabbath, if Jesus kept the commandments, and you following him, then why wouldn't you do the same? Absolutely. If you say you following him, Jesus said, why call me Lord and do not the things that I say? That's right. We can't be a Christian in name. Mm. We have to be Christians in Indeed. deeds. There you go. There you go. My man. Let's go ahead and continue that, my brother. Let's go. I think we're at, what, verse 36, I believe. Verse 37. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. 
For I came down from heaven not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. And this is the Father's will which has sent me. So when anybody asks you, what is the will of God? What is the will of the Father? Please do not answer, well, I, I think that, I just think that. I, I, I think there is no room for what you think, brothers and sisters. When they ask you what is the Father's will, what is God's will, please take them here to the book of John, the uh, sixth chapter, yes, and sir. read them verse 39. Start at the top, Dre. And this is the Father's will which sent me, that of all which he has given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. And Jesus is referring to your, your parents, your, your grandparents, your loved ones, right. all those who have gone on and passed away. That's right. Jesus said, the Father's will is all which he has given me. I should lose nothing. So your loved ones are not lost. They have passed away from this life in the physical form, but they are not lost, brothers and sisters. Yes. When Jesus comes back, that marks the last day of the rule of the Gentile, brothers and sisters, and of this world, and that is the day that he says, I should raise them up again at the last day. Yes. We're in the book of John, the sixth chapter, and we're reading verses 32 through 43. We're in the book of John, the sixth chapter, verses um, 32 through 43. Jesus said, I'm going to raise them up again. I'm going to resurrect them, but I ain't going to do it until the last day. The last day, brothers and sisters, is his coming. That's right. Let's go ahead and read at verse 40. And he confirms and double downs on what he just said at verse 40. And this is the will of, of him that sent me that of every one which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up. When? At the last day. Are they preaching this at your houses of worship, that Jesus is going to raise you up? Not when you die, mm. but at the last day. Teach, brother. See, brothers and sisters, it's ironic that we can say that as soon as someone dies, that they're up there. When Jesus himself, when he died, he had to stay in the grave for three days and three nights. Yes. So the thief, the thief wasn't, he said, I say unto thee to, today, this day, you will be with me in paradise. Jesus wasn't in paradise that day. So how the thief there? That's right. Stop that. The thief got to wait. Stop that stuff. The thief got to wait to the same time we got to wait, brothers that's and sisters. That's right. And that's when Jesus comes back, all those who died in him, yes. he will resurrect them. And that is what is being considered at this verse as the last day. Yes. So much knowledge, brothers and sisters. Let's mm. continue at verse 41. But they didn't believe like some of us don't believe. 41. The Jews then murmured at him. Because he said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And they said, is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How is it then 
that he said, I came down from heaven. Wait a minute. Ain't that Tyrone that used to work at Oak Forest Hospital? Mm. Ain't that Black Ice that be performing all over the country, in and out of the country? Yeah. Ain't that Brother Dre who used to do this and do that? Yeah. Well, wait, ain't that Jesus, the son of Joseph, mm. the carpenter's son, whose father and mother we know? Brothers and sisters, this is why we don't teach you what's on our mind. Man. We read to you what's in this word of God because we are not worthy. Ice, the Lord said, I'm going to put my spirit on them. I'm going to pour my spirit on them. Mm. I'm going to pour clean water on them. So whatever we was, the Lord is cleaning us, cleansing us up. And he is going to cleanse all of us up that desire to seek him. Seek him with your whole heart, not half-heartedly. Seek him with your whole heart because the time is near. We don't know. Our day is always. We don't know. We could walk from wherever we at and something can happen. And People in Walmart getting shot man, down. Man, you, you see that? what I'm saying, brother? Wherever you go, you're in church, you're getting shot down. Serve the Lord while it is yet day because you don't know when your time is coming. That's right. And brothers and sisters, the same way God brought us this far, we still got a long way to go. Yes. So we are right there with yes. you. As you're trying to get your lives together, we are trying to be better servants of God, brothers and sisters. Yes. So we are still in our walk. Yes. And we are still in our journey. And this is why the book says that he who endures to the end. The same shall be saved. You shall can, be. You, you, you could accept this walk today. Mm -hmm. But who's to say what's going to happen in your life tomorrow that might throw you off your square and cause you to go back to drugs? Cause you to go back to drinking? Cause you to go back to doing some things that you walked away from when you got introduced and acquainted with Jesus? Beware. Read the parable of the sower. Right. Jesus, read the parable of the sower. Read what happened to them that fall on stony ground and on good ground. Man, come man. on, man. All the prophets were waiting on Jesus to come, brothers and yes. sisters. All the prophets were waiting on him to come. Let's go to the book of John, the 10th chapter, verses 7 through 10. Salvation is through him. Life is through him. But this is also where the misunderstanding comes in. Some have made a false doctrine out of Jesus saying he came to give life abundantly to mean that we're supposed to be rich. Ain't that something? That we're, we're preaching prosperity teaching now. We, we're not teaching about salvation. We're teaching about how I can get two or three cars. How can I get a mansion? Mm. The Egyptian pharaohs tried to take their riches with them, brothers and sisters. And they got tomb raided. So when Jesus said, I came to bring life and to give you more abundantly, brothers and sisters, that life, let's take a moment to examine the bread that will allow us to never hunger again. John, the 10th chapter, verses 7 through 10. Then said Jesus unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. So what if they don't enter in through Jesus, Brother Dre? What is mm. he saying? Mm. They can't be saved. Continue. Right. And shall go in and out and find pasture. Mm. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. 
I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. What's more abundant than having a life that you can't die from, brothers and sisters? Eternal, brother. Eternal life. And this is what Jesus is trying to introduce us to. Give us this day our daily bread. Let's go to the book of Job, the 14th chapter. Job, the 14th chapter. Let me show you something else, brothers and sisters. All the prophets were waiting on Jesus to come. They knew that until he came, that they could not and would not live again. When Jesus comes back, then and only then will the dead in Christ be raised, brothers and sisters. Let's read what Job had to say. Job, the 14th chapter, two verses, 14 and 15. 14 and 15. Yep. If a man die, shall he live again? All the days of my appointed time will I wait till my change come. Mm. Thou shalt call, and I will answer. Thou will have a desire to the work of thine hand. It is when Jesus comes and calls, brothers and sisters, that the dead in Christ begins to raise. Not a moment sooner. So the question is, has Jesus come back yet? No, sir. He has not come back yet, so the dead is still awaiting his return. Let's go to 1 Thessalonians, the fourth chapter. 1 Thessalonians, the fourth chapter. And we're going to read 15 through 17. 1 Thessalonians, the fourth chapter, verses 15 through 17. Give us this day our daily bread. We need that bread, brothers and sisters. That's the only way that we're going to live again. 1 Thessalonians, the fourth chapter, verses 15 through 17. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them which, also, which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself, shall descend from heaven. Wait a minute. The Lord himself shall descend from heaven. That hasn't happened yet. But when it does happen, what happens? With a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Oh, we just messed up right there, Dre. Because it said we're going to be caught up in the clouds. Yes, sir. So somebody out there is thinking that means that we're going to heaven because we're going to be caught up in the clouds. You know what? Go back to verse 14 and, um, and read that 14th verse for me. Go ahead. But if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus, will God bring with him. Even those who die and sleep in Jesus, will God bring with him. We got to analyze that a little bit, brothers and sisters. Let's go to Revelation, the 14th chapter. Because now you're saying, how God going to bring them with him if they down here, black eyes? You're confusing me right now. Wouldn't they be up there with him if he's going to bring him, bring them when he comes? No, brothers and sisters, let's give you some clarity and understanding. Now, let's go ahead to Revelation, the 14th chapter, and we're going to read verses 1 through 4. 
1 through 4. Let's read the word of God and see where Jesus got the dead from that he will be bringing back with him. Did he get them from heaven? Let's find out according to the book. Revelations 14, verses 1 through 4. And I looked, and lo, a lamb stood on Mount Zion, and with him 144,000, having his father's name written in their foreheads. And I heard a voice from heaven, as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of a great thunder. And I heard the voice of harpers harping with their harps. So now Jesus comes down here. And the first place he comes is to Mount Zion. It says, I looked and lo, a lamb stood on Mount Zion. But again, when he comes, he's bringing the dead with him. So now we've got to find out where these dead came from. Were they already up there with him when he came? Let's see. Verse 3. And they sung, as it were, a new song before the throne and before the four beasts and the elders. And no man could learn that song but the hundred and forty and four thousand which were redeemed from the earth. Oh, so they were redeemed from the earth. Yes, sir. So when Jesus was coming, they came up off the grave, met him in the air, and descended back down here with him yes, onto sir. the Mount Zion. One more verse. Verse 4. These are they which were not defiled with women, for they are virgins. These are they which followed the Lamb whithersoever he goeth. These were redeemed from among men, being the firstfruits unto God and to the Lamb, and in their mouth was found no guile, for they are without fault before the throne of God. So, brothers and sisters, now, something just piqued my interest. I'm a poet, I'm a wordsmith, so I'm trained to notice key words. He says that these were redeemed from among men being the first fruits unto God and to the Lamb. Well, if they are first fruits, then there are other fruits that come after those fruits, Brother yes, Dre. Sir. So now we got to analyze the other fruits that come after the first fruits. Let's go to Revelations the twentieth chapter. We're going to read verses four and five. Revelations the twentieth chapter, verses four and five. And someone asked the question, Well, what about the spirit of man? What what goes back to God when man dies? Brothers and sisters, what was it that God put into Adam when he was creating him and he was lying there on the ground as a dead soul? He said he breathed into his nostrils of his inspiration and man became a living soul. So before he was a living soul, he was a dead soul until the breath of life went into his nostrils. That's right. Job said, all the while my breath is in me. And the Spirit of God is in my nostrils. So, brothers and sisters, what separates from the body when man dies or woman dies or mankind dies or beast dies, brothers and sisters, is the breath. The breath of life. The breath of life goes back to where it came from. That's right. The person who, or the being who gave it. That's that goes back to the Father. That is the Spirit. Your breath is your Spirit. That is the Spirit that God blew inside of us to make us alive. And this is why the last thing we do is exhale. <sighs> mm-hmm. So your breath goes back to the Father, on, but the bro. body goes into the ground, brothers and sisters. Yes, sir. Let's go. Revelation 20, and let's go one through, I'm sorry, Revelation 20, let's read 4 and 5. And I saw thrones, and they 
set upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus. Now, there were some people during those times and even currently now that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus. So that is a group of people who are already gone. It's describing to you who those people are that judgment was given to that is now resurrected. Some of them were dead. They were beheaded. What about the rest of them? And for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither have received the mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. Now, brothers and sisters, this is yet future. We have not been made to worship the beast and put the mark of the beast in our foreheads and in our hands. So in this one verse, it's past and future. Two groups of people, brothers and sisters, but one thing they both have in common, they are willing to die. For Jesus, brothers and sisters. But what did they do? What was their reward, Brother Dre? And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. So for those who died in Christ, when he comes back, if you are worthy enough to be a part of those first fruits, then you're going to live and reign with Christ a thousand years. But what about the rest of the dead, Brother Dre? But the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. And why is that? This is the first resurrection. So the first resurrection ain't, won't, won't be for everybody, brothers and sisters. If you're not eligible to make the first resurrection, then you've got to wait another thousand years to be resurrected. Yes. So we can get into that more in detail, but we're still talking about give us this day our daily bread, brothers and sisters. Now, let's go to forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. Both of these have to be connected together because it's all talking about forgiveness, brothers and sisters. Let's go to the book of Matthew, the sixth chapter. Forgiveness is more about you and God more so than it is about those persons who has offended you. However, there is a way to unlock God's forgiveness. The best way to unlock God's forgiveness is to forgive everyone who has done you wrong, brothers and sisters. Whether you've been raped, molested, whether you've been separated from a husband or a wife, whether someone has come and stolen your money. Mm. It was a guy who came to me, Brother Dre, when I used to sell clothes Mm. out of my van. Called me, set me up, called me on 79th right before um, Cottage Grove, got in my van and put a gun to my head and said, give me all your money, give me all your merchandise, and give me the keys to your car. I said, you can have everything that you want, just don't take my life. He said, I should shoot you anyway. God spared me, brothers and sisters. Yes, sir. But today, I can look at you with a clear conscience and say, I forgive those brothers who did that to me. Power. Not only do I forgive those brothers who did that to me, I love those brothers. Power. And I ask God to forgive them for what they did to me, brothers and sisters. Power. And this is the way I live my life, and this is why I don't get stressed out and angry, because, see, stress kills. Take that power back. 
You got to take the power. It's people that's, that's having kidney failure because they got high blood pressure, Dre. And they mad at somebody. And they mad at somebody. Life is too short. You can't change what has already happened to you, brothers mm. and sisters, but you can decide to move forward without carrying it into your future with you. But eternity is forever. Forgive us our debts. As we forgive our debtors. Yes, sir, brother. Let's go ahead, Brother Dre. Matthew, the sixth chapter, verse 12. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So we're going to stop right there. Forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. Um, and forgive those who trespass against us. As, 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 we, uh, as we ask you to forgive our trespasses, brothers, and let me read that right. Forgive our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us, and forgive our debts as we forgive our debtors. Now, forgiveness is a spiritual thing. Yes, sir. It is natural to want to do to others as they have done unto you. How many of us have thought about revenge? Mm. How many of us has actually done something or said something in spite? What happens if you will not or cannot forgive those who have done something wrong to you? I'm going to say that again. I'm going to take off my glasses. Take them off, man. Take, I'm taking mine off too for a second. What happens? What happens if you can't forgive someone? Yes. If you refuse to give someone mm. who has done something to you? Brother Dre, read that to him, man. Matthew 6, 13 and 14. This is what happens if you can't forgive someone or if you're not willing to forgive someone. 14, 15. Yeah, okay. Let's, well, but if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespass. The Father will not forgive you if you are not willing to forgive, brothers and sisters. Your Father will not forgive you mm. if you are not willing to forgive. That is the key, brothers and sisters. It's part of the Lord's prayer. This yeah. is why Jesus put it there, because he wanted us to realize. Come on, brother. I'm going to let Jesus tell him even more in depth, Dre. Come on. Let's go to Matthew, the 18th chapter. Matthew 18. Matthew the 18th. We're almost over, brothers and sisters. We're almost done. We're almost done. Matthew the 18th chapter, verses 21 through 35. This is a little bit lengthy, but we got to show you the wisdom of Jesus, the Lord's Prayer, and how he showed us what he wanted us to see. These are the keys to unlock. Matthew the 18th chapter, verses 21 through 35. Then came Peter to him. And said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me, and I forgive him? Till seven times? Jesus saith unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. So in other words, brothers and sisters, just forgive. Who going to count seventy times seven? Brothers and sisters, the whole point of this is just to forgive. And why should they do that, Brother Dre? 23. Therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king, which would take account of his servants. 
And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him which owed him 10,000 talents. So here it is. You got forgiveness, and now you got somebody who owes a debt. And let's see how the king is going to deal with this servant who owes him 10,000 talents. Continue. But for as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold, and his wife, and children, and all that he had, and payment to be made. So the king was going to deal very uh, um, shrewd with him, brothers and sisters, but something happened. Go ahead, continue. The servant therefore fell down and worshipped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion and loosed him and forgave him the debt. So, brothers and sisters, the Lord is no different than this king. You can move the Lord, brothers and sisters, by your sincerity, asking for his forgiveness, brothers and sisters. Yes. But the Lord is trying to show you something in this parable. Now let's see what this servant, who was just forgiven by the king, did when somebody owed him something. Go ahead, continue. But the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, which owed him a hundred pence. And he laid hands on him mm. and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me what thou owest. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet and besought him, saying, Have patience with me. I will pay thee all. And he would not, but went and cast him into prison till he should pay the debt. So, brothers and sisters, people are standing around this servant watching Aren't you the same person that owed the king money and mm. fell down at the king's feet and asked him for his mercy? And the king granted you mercy? Aren't you that same one? Well, why would you do your fellow servant like that if the king showed mercy on you? That's right. So let's see what the fellow servants who was riding with him said. Go ahead. So when his fellow servants saw what he was done, they were very sorry and came and told unto their Lord all that was done. Then his Lord, after that he had called him, said unto him, O thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all that debt. I forgave you all your debt. Because thou desirest me. Mm -hmm. Shouldest not thou also have had compassion on thy fellow servant? You should have had the same compassion on your fellow servant that I had on you when you fell down on your feet and asked me for forgiveness. I'll pay you. Don't sell me. Don't sell my wife. Don't sell my children. And the king showed him mercy, but he couldn't show the same mercy that the king showed him. Continue. Even as I had pity on thee, and his Lord was wrought, and delivered him to the tormentors, till he should pay all that was due unto him. So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you, if ye from your hearts forgive not every one his brother their trespasses. You got to forgive everybody who trespassed against you, brothers and sisters. From the least of the trespasses to the greatest of the trespasses, you've got to forgive everybody because how right. can you ask God to forgive you for the things that you have done mm. when you are not willing 
to forgive your brother and your sister. That's right. He will not forgive you, brothers and sisters. That's right. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. This is the last one, brothers and sisters. We're going to go and finish this out. We just got three places to go, and we're going to close this thing out. We did an entire lesson on this one verse of the Lord's Prayer and how the Pope in Rome changed it because he didn't agree with the way it was written. Does the Lord lead his sheep into temptation? Mm. The answer is yes, Brother Dre. He did it with Job, and Job passed the test. He did it with Abraham, and Abraham passed the test. But allow me to give you another example of God leading someone into temptation. And it just ain't anybody, Brother, uh, Brother Dre. Mm -hmm. Let's find out who it was. Matthew, the fourth chapter, verses 1 through 4. Matthew, the fourth chapter, verses 1 through 4. Let's find out who the Lord led into temptation. Go ahead. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted, Brother Dre. Yes, sir. Who led him up there? Jesus don't follow nobody but the Father. The Father, brother. The Father led him into temptation. Let's find out what happened. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward a hunger. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. This is why it's important for you to know what the word of God says, brothers and sisters. I know we go to our houses of worship. We listen to the pastor. He may pick one or two verses, and he said, well, I'm going to preach from here today. And then he begins to give you a motivational lesson. You feel good. You leave up out of church. As soon as someone asks you, well, what did you learn today? Oh, man, preacher, really preach, boy. God is good. I'm telling you, he's good. He, he'll... Okay. What did you learn that was written in this book right here, brothers and sisters? What did you learn that was in here? This is why Jesus fought Satan with, with these words. Is it written? Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. You got to know this book, brothers and sisters. Absolutely. Because when Satan comes and tempts you, it's going to be hard to resist the temptation unless you have something to refer back to that is of his word, brothers and sisters. Let's go down, Brother Dre, for the sake of time, to verse 7. Verse 7? Yes, sir. 4, verse 7? Chapter 4, verse 7. Jesus said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. So he came to him again. He tried to tempt him a second time. Jesus said, Is it not written? Went back to the book. Let's go down to verses 10 and 11 and find out what Jesus said to him the last time. Then said Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. Angels came and ministered unto Jesus, brothers and sisters. He was weak. We get weak. This is why he understands us, brothers and sisters. But the way Jesus fought Satan was with Scripture. 
was with word, was with book, brothers and sisters. You can't fight Satan on your own. How you feel, what you think, what somebody told you. You got to know this word in order to fight Satan. Let's go to 2 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, and we got one place after this that we're going to go and close out. 2 Corinthians, the 12th chapter. If God led Job into temptation, and if he led Jesus into temptation, why would we be exempt, brothers and sisters? This is why Jesus included in his prayer that we ask the Lord to lead us not into temptation. This is why it is so important to read the word that God has given us, brothers and sisters, and lean not on our own understanding. Let's go into the book and read another example. 2 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, verses 6 through 10. 2 Corinthians 6 through 10. 12 chapter 6 12 through 10. 12 chapter 6 through 10. Mm-hmm. For though I would desire to glory, I shall not be a fool, for I will say the truth. But now I forbear, lest any man should think of me above that which he seeth to be, or that which he heareth of me, and lest I should be exalted above measure. Through the abundance of the revelations that were given to me, a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan, to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. Satan will send messages, brothers and sisters, to buffet you. Don't get so pumped up whatever knowledge God has blessed you to receive. Yes, sir. We don't be on this show boasting of how much we know. How much God has given us, what anointing or gift he has given us. We don't boast, brothers and sisters, because we know that as soon as we get off this show, Mm -hmm. we got our own trials that we got to deal with. That's right. We don't judge you for what you're going through. Mm -hmm. We don't say, oh, you need to do, you going to hell. No, brothers and sisters. We're trying to reach out to you. We're trying to grab your hand. We're trying to say, come with us and let's learn this word together and grow together and gain salvation together in this word, brothers and sisters. No, brothers and sisters, there is none righteous. All of us, brothers and sisters, our righteousness is as a filthy rag, Brother Dre. That's right. <laughs> let's go ahead and continue reading. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice that it might depart from me. This thing got so bad on him that he said, Lord, take this temptation away from me. I don't want to deal with Satan and his messengers. Go ahead. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Mm. Most gladly, therefore, I will rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And we're telling you the same thing. You think that you're weak because you're going through what you're going through, brothers and sisters. What we want you to do is to embrace your struggles because we want you to understand that struggle is is included in your growth and development, brothers and sisters. God wants you to go through exactly what you're going through in order for you to get to where he wants you to be. That's right. It's a part of the process. Thank him in advance for what he's going to do for you in your life. Once you can get to the spiritual maturity, 
where you say, God, I know I'm going through something in my marriage. I know I'm going through something in my finances. I know I'm going through something on my job. But whatever it is you want me to learn out of this, I want to thank you for what you're putting me through right now because I know this is only leading to where you are trying to get me to go. Let's go there, brothers and sisters. Last place, Brother Dre. 1 Peter, the first chapter, 3 through 9. 1 Peter, the first chapter, verses 3 through 9. If God didn't allow some of us to be tempted, we would really think that we are holier than thou. Third chapter. 1 Peter, first uh, chapter, verses 3 through 9. How many times have you said, I would never do that? But when you were found yourself in the same situation, you did the same exact thing that you said you would never do. Yeah. How many children looked at a drunk or a drug addict and laughed at them and said, that would never be me, but ended up just like them. Mm. Life is real, and depending on what you are going through, it will test your faith, Brother Dre. Yes, it will. First Peter, the first chapter, verses 3 through 9. Blessed be the Lord God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ which according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again onto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that fadeth not away reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith onto salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Brothers and sisters, we're going to sum this whole lesson up. The wisdom behind the Lord's Prayer. To sum this lesson up, Jesus was teaching us in the Lord's Prayer to humble ourselves enough to recognize the real Father, the God and Lord of the worlds. In the prayer, he told us that he is in heaven. This removes the idea or concept of any idol God on this earth. Hallowed be his name. He is bringing us his kingdom, point two. He is bringing us his kingdom down to this earth. We ain't got to go nowhere. However, we do have to pass the test of this life in order to qualify for that kingdom when it comes. Give us this day our daily bread. The bread that he wanted us to ask for daily is his word, brothers and sisters. We need Jesus in us. And to have Jesus in us is to have his word in us. This is how we learn what is required of us to access the kingdom when it comes. Forgive us, uh, <clears throat> forgiveness of others unlock God's forgiveness in us. Absolutely. You can go to Bible class, brothers and sisters. You can go to church. You can go to all these houses of worship, brothers and sisters, and still be holding a grudge. Mm-hmm. Still got an alt against your brother or your sister. If you are holding a grudge, brothers and sisters, against someone, God will not forgive you, and you are endangering your own salvation. That's right. Last but not least, You can't say that you love God and not be tested. Mm. Pray that God lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For his 
For his is the power and the glory forever. Thank you for your time. Last word, Dre. Well, I just want to say that was an excellent piece, brother. I really enjoyed this, and thank you for allowing me to come out and read. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, this was a blessing. Uh, it, it brought into mind this scripture. I'm going to read it real quick. And it says... Wait, 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 where are you at? Hebrews? I'm at Hebrews 12. Okay. It says this. Hebrews 12 is at verse 5. Gotcha. And ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not thou the chastising of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chastises and scourges every son whom he receiveth. If you endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? All of us, yes. all of us have parents that chastise us because they love us, and it didn't seem good. But the Lord said, should we not be more in subjection to the father of spirits mm. and live? God controls it all. He could pull it back and he could lay it on you. Mm -hmm. And if he do it, it's for our good. Don't despise it. He got a greater thing for us. We ain't going through for nothing. We getting stronger in this. So go through, praise him every day. Wake up to him. Find out why. Open this Bible. It tells you why. It tells you the end. Read that, that Isaiah 61, yes, yes. the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Yes. All these comforting words he got for us. I just, I love the Lord because he has been my protection all my life. Why I didn't deserve it. And if he did it for me, I know he can do it for any one of us. It don't matter where you at, where you come from. God can put his spirit on you and make it right. Right. Praise God. That's right. Brothers and sisters, we thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Bible Show Truth Hour here on POET Radio. For those who are listening or watching via YouTube, we ask that you go to Facebook and like our Facebook group page, the Truth Hour Bible Show. And for those who are on Facebook Live, we ask that you go to our YouTube channel, Truth Hour TV. And someone from Team Truth Hour, please put our YouTube up in there, Truth Hour TV. And last but not least, if you want to be added to our text message invite list, then text your name and the keywords Truth Hour to 312-719-7310. And I'm pretty sure one of the members of Team Truth Hour will put that number up shortly. If you want to be added to our text message reminder list, then text your name and the keywords Truth Hour to 312-719-7310, and we will send you a text message right before we go on the air telling you what our subject is for that particular Tuesday. Brothers and sisters, we thank you again. We love you. For those on YouTube, we're saying peace and blessings in the name of Jesus until next week. And for those who are on Facebook Live, we are going to go ahead and face the east and pray out 
And, man, I really want to pray out the same way we prayed in with the Lord's Prayer. You will never look at the Lord's Prayer the same way after today, brothers and sisters. Let's go ahead and pray out, brothers and sisters. Our Father, our Father, which art in heaven, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Thy will be done. In earth, in earth, as it is in heaven, as it is in heaven. Give us this day. Give us this day. Our daily bread. Our daily bread. Forgive us of our trespasses. And forgive us of our trespasses. As we forgive those who trespass against us. As we forgive those that trespass against us. Forgive us of our debts. Forgive us of our debt. As we forgive our debtors. As we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation. And lead us not into temptation. But deliver us from evil. But deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom. For thine is the kingdom. The power. And the power. And the glory. And the glory. Forever. Forever. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Praise God. Brothers and sisters, we thank you so much once again for tuning in to another edition of the Bible Show Truth Hour. We ask that you share this lesson again um, if you are so inclined to do so. And please like our Truth Hour page. We're on every Tuesday at 730. And then you have the Bomb of Gilead, which is on every Thursday at 730. 730 to 830. Please tune in. We have some great lessons. Go on Facebook. Look at our past lessons. Tune in. Check us out. Thank you so much for listening. We thank you for your time. Peace and blessings in Jesus' name. Peace in Jesus' name.